0: For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musiya, weekdays at 7pm. So let's talk rugby then, Bulls champions, and we'll speak to the man who's been covering Super Rugby Unlocked extensively, especially with a focus on the Bulls, Ashfaq Mohamed, Cape Sports Editor, at Indi- Sports Editor at Independent Media, joins us on the line. Ashfak, good evening and thank you for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight.
1: Hey Tabiso, how's it, man?
0: Fine, thanks, Ashwak. Thank you very much. I've been reading a lot of your stuff um, in the star. You've really been following the Bulls. But f- firstly, is this the fourth Super Rugby title for the Bulls or a first Super Rugby Unlocked title, Ashwak?
1: The first Super Rugby unlock title, so <laughs> <Abisho. laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people have been saying, and I, I don't know if the Bulls themselves have been saying it, that it's a fourth Super Rugby title, but strictly speaking, and I've checked this with, with Isha Rugby, that the caps do not get allocated and points do not get allocated to the overall Super Rugby uh, careers of players and, and unions. So, so, even if guys were maybe close to 100 caps and now think that they've now played 100, 100 Super Rugby games, it's not actually the case because Super Rugby Unlocked is being seen as a tournament on its own. You know, So, um, so yeah, so it doesn't count towards the overall and so it's not the fourth. But still, Still
0: a great achievement for the Bulls. Yes, and and I know it was disrupted by COVID nineteen, Ashfaq. But did the best team win it in your opinion?
1: Yes, the best team did win it. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, with COVID-19, things are so unpredictable at the moment. You know, uh, uh, we saw last week Monstein missing the Bulls game against the Pumas just because there was some someone at at a function that he had uh, who, who tested positive. Mm-hmm. So he may not even have known the person, but that person was just in his vicinity. So so it was decided to rather was growing from the team and, and, and he went into isolation for a week. Uh, unfortunately, he has tested negative so so he didn't get COVID-19. But now, just because of that kind of situation, I mean, the the Pumas have been hit hard as well. Uh, uh, the Cheaters have missed out on games because of other teams. Lions uh, have not been able to play two games. You know, so those are all just unpredictable circumstances. But yet through that, you know, the Bulls have sort of managed to keep their side clean. Um, you know, they've, they've pitched up. As Jake said, you know, he's a stickler for these rules and the difference. He says, all the teams knew these are the circumstances. There are two trophies up for grabs. The first one is Super, uh, uh, super Rugby Unlocked. The next one starting now this week in the Curry Cup. And they've done what they have to do. Um, You know, and also the way they've done it has been quite impressive. So Mm. starting off, uh, uh, you know, battling a bit against Gerikwas, they managed to pull that win off there. Uh, And then they lost the Cheaters in Bloemfontein um, Mm. very narrowly by two points with a replacement flyer of Mr. Conversion that would have leveled the scores. So even though they didn't play well, they nearly pulled that one off for at least a draw. But then from there, they just managed to click. They found their rhythm on attack, particularly against the Sharks, uh, blew them away. And then the storm was they destroyed within 60-odd minutes. And even though the game was called off because of, of a thunderstorm uh, on the Eiffel, they, they were still awarded the points here uh, by
0: 59-6. And how do you describe the brand of rugby they've played under Jake White? You know, that has been the interesting
1: thing, Tabisa, because I remember reporting on the Springboks back in the day when Jake was the coach. And I gave him a bloody hot time about the way the box used to play then. Now, it was forward-based. A lot of kicking, not much enterprise and attack, you know, and, and, and he was heavily criticized across the board. Uh, of course, he came out smiling uh, at the end by by the box ring in the World Cup, mm. but that, uh, in terms of his style, was still uh, problematic. But this time around, I can truly say the Bulls played a wonderful brand of rugby. All-encompassing, mixing up the play, even though they had someone like Monstein, who many people see as a kicking fly-off, he also really did play wonderfully well. I mean, there are some serious track runners at the back. Kirtley Arons for the former seven-star uh, on the wing. Sedman Khan, outside center, another former sevens player. He was devastating whenever he got the ball. And the guy like as well uh, sort of reinvented himself as an inside center. Some pawn swimming runs up the middle. So, you know, they, they mix it with the forwards as well. Dwayne from Mearland Yakani leading the charge there. The lock, young lock, Ruan Nokia, Jason Jenkins, another strong lock. You know, Marko van Staden, the list goes on. You know, so it was sort of a complete performance. The forwards did well, particularly with the line-outs and, and Mauling. Uh, uh, scrum sort of up and down, but, you know, there are some good backs around. But the way they mix it up, backs and forwards on attack, was wonderful to see.
0: For those just joining us, we're just chatting to Ashfak Muhammad, Cape Sports editor at Independent Media, just about how the Bulls won Super Rugby Unlocked, the inaugural Super Unlocked Super Rugby Unlocked title. You've mentioned modern stay in Ashfak. How important was he? Because I know he came under a bit of criticism when he returned uh, to South Africa. People said he's taking the place of a rising star in Mani Libok, but it seems like he was a crucial part of this Bulls team.
1: Yeah, I was also sort of sceptical about his return to, to Pretoria in so because he's been around a long time. Uh, things in in well at the box for him. Uh, he went to France. He did okay there. Uh, Jake uh, uh, actually watched him there and said that was one of the reasons why I brought him back because he felt he could still do the job at, at this level. But still, coming back, 36 years old, you thought, no man, what's going on here? But Monet silence the doubters, you know, really the way he played, attacked the game line, uh, uh, sort of kick pass, chops over the defense, mixing up his play, backhanded, offloads, he had it all. You know, and, and uh, it's just a pity that we didn't almost see this kind of honest when he was uh, the starting flyer for the Springboks. You know, that's uh, a different kind of presence back then in Test Rugby and more. But really, uh, it was great to see him really showing his full array of skills.
0: There was also a lot of uncertainty at nine at the Bulls with Ambrose Papir and Ivan Van Sayle. Is Ivan now the number one and was that an important decision for Jake to make?
1: Yeah, that, that was a big one, you know. Uh, uh, I like Imran Svapiria as a player. I think he's got something special in terms of his space across the ground. But the service has always been an issue. For me, his passing and decision-making, uh, you know, he's a youngster, but uh, those are the those are the main issues that he needs to sort out. And Ivan Fonseil has sort of also been up and down uh, with his service. But we know that uh, uh, Foridu Priya has been working with, with the two of them, and it has a major impact on Ivan on Fonseil's service from the base, you know. No more does he take those irritating few steps from a ruck before he passes. Now he gives the ball straight from the base. And that just allows a, a bit of space and more time for the rest of the back line to do their thing. You know, and that has been a major part. And also his ability to, to, to get the gap around the fringe as well. He's, he's mixed up his play as well. Not just feeding the back line, but sometimes going for it himself. And, 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 and his kicking game has also uh, worked out quite well for the Bulls.
0: You've touched on that centre pairing of Stedman Hans and Colonel Hendricks. It surprised a lot of people this season. Does that include you?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we had a chat with Colonel Hendricks yesterday and and I asked him, uh, are they like the yin and the yang of, of each other? <laughs> And Stedman heard it, and he then came onto the camera and said, 100%. Percent. <laughs> you know, because was really they complement each other really well. Kornel being very direct, and, 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 and he can take on the defense, uh, uh, whereas Stedman has the pace uh, just to take that outside gap, you know, and really get away uh, 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 out wide. So so that is, Kornel uh, uh, was saying he does the dirty work, and, and Stedman is the guy who scores all the tries.
0: Has he put himself in the book, Reckoning statement?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Kono, in fact, said that uh, if there's one thing he would tell Rasheil Asmus and Jacques over, is to pick Stenman Khan at outside centre. Uh, I think he's, he's really performed well, uh, uh, although you could say it's only been like six matches or so, so, so you know you must do it over a long time. And Lucanio Am um, is, of course, the established first choice outside center for the Springboks, and he's been great for, for the box over the years. But, you know, Stedman just gives something different, and I feel that for me also with Lucanio, even uh, though Damien Islander did so well at the World Cup particularly. For me, Lucania would actually make a better inside centre. I mm-hmm. think just his skill set uh, would complement that kind of role. A playmaker, organized steady defence, you know. Whereas for me, a number 13 must have that out-and-out pace. And that, I think, is something that Steadman Hans can, can bring to a Springbok backline.
0: Yeah, and we so what he did to Skumbuzo noche there in one of oh, the matches. Yes. Anyway, let's take one of the voice notes.
1: No, she wouldn't want to remember that
0: one. <laughs> We've got a voice note that's come through on oh six one four one oh four one oh seven. Uh, Gooding to your listeners. Speaking to the, the David Greal, um, I think he's a one. You know, I, I think is definitely one day going to be a Springbok. Uh, maybe you can comment about David Greal um, because he's a wonderful talent. You know, throughout this this tournament, this to. Um, to uh, khia Applan. he has been in wonderful uh, form throughout the tournament and then simply um when will the four uh, super rugby sharks lions and the stormers team of the pro 14 um uh, when um will will they be joining the pro 14 and what's going to be happening to the cheetahs has there anything whether which competition they will join thank you very much Tabiso. Okay, thanks for that uh, Libra. Ashfa. a lot was said about uh, David Krill, especially in the early stages of the competition. Is it a real deal for you?
1: Yeah, he's been impressive with me. So I must say I was worried when, when Ger Aplon went down with that injury, you knowing that it was a real pity because he's one of my favorite players. He was doing so well for them and such a common influence at the back. But David Krill, youngster uh, was actually at Western Province, Last season still, uh, uh, and was coming through the junior structures, I think he's only still 20 or 21. And now he's gotten his opportunity at the Bulls and he did really well, especially under the high ball. You know, he's a tall guy but, and, and he handles the pressure. Also very big kicking boots, so he relieves the pressure uh, downfield as well. Uh, defensively, very strong. So yeah, he's been a real find for, for Jake White and the Bulls.
0: Is he a fullback or, or is he versatile?
1: Uh, he's versatile, but his first choice uh, position is fullback, and I think that is where his future is. Uh, um, you know, he's, he's solid under that eyeball, as I said. And, and the kicking is a, is a major part of, of any fullback's makeup, and I think he's he's got all the all the skills for, for that position.
0: The other question from Libra, he wanted to know when will our team join the Pro 16, and when will the teams be finalized? Because we're hearing a lot of stories about how the four will be made up.
1: Yeah, I told them uh Jake White Quite in fact, himself mentioned now over the weekend about maybe March next year, mm. uh, uh, where, where the the tournament will start again, where the South African teams will be involved. And of course, uh, you know, you said I've been made the decision that it will be the sharks, lions, uh, bulls, and the stormers. For the cheetahs, they're still so negotiating. They're still so trying to find a way, perhaps into another competition. There's been talk of them playing maybe in the Far East with uh, Russian clubs or something like that, uh, but nothing has been finalised in terms of the cheetahs uh, uh, at the moment. And for
0: the bulls, Ashfaq, do you expect them not to challenge for honours regularly under Jake White because we know he wants, to, he always wants to win things.
1: Yeah, he always wants to win things. And it's also, well, we mustn't forget uh, the financial muscle that he's got behind him. There was Patrice Motsepe mm. uh, Johan Rupert, uh, that's some serious, uh, um, you know, money bags hanging around <laughs> Loftus Vestfeld. Uh Although there is a supposed uh, uh, um, budget that each union has to have. But, I mean, you know, the Bulls, if you've got people like that uh, uh, in your environment, compared to, now, say, a team like Griequas or even Cheetahs, uh, 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 pumas, they can't compete with that. So that's why, I mean, we've seen already with the cheetahs, they've been raided by overseas teams, and even the Bulls just signed Volsky and come and Jay-Z now uh, uh, over the last few months. You know, so so if you've got that kind of backing, then you should be competing for trophies, and that's what the Bulls are doing.
0: How do you see them approaching the Currie Cup? Because it's basically two tournaments in one here.
1: Yeah, I think they they should just keep going. Uh, I know Jake is worried about. So they not play a burnout, but just uh, picking the same team every week. You know, you can't do it for sort of 10, 12 games in a row, pick the same team. So he is considering mixing things up uh, uh, as the tournament goes along. I would I would be surprised, though, if he does that uh, for this week's game against Western Province on Saturday at Newlands. Because that's a big one, the North-South Derby. And, and the, the province will be hurting after the Stormers got such a hiding at Loftus a few weeks ago. So I would, I would think that you would keep the the strongest possible team intact for that game, but then after that, going along, uh, maybe give some of the bench guys uh, starting opportunities.
0: Okay, great stuff, Ashfaq. Thank you very much for speaking to us. We loved your coverage of Super Rugby Unlock. Looking forward to the Curry Cup. It's
1: a pleasure. Thanks, abiso
0: Thank you, Sirs. Sports editor at independent media Ashfaq mohammed in jobek you can catch his stuff he's writing in the star news paper or on iol right here iol.co.za that's where they also put up uh, their stories there up next we're going to talk football uh, we're going to talk to Morris Beck united just about the decision to part ways with coach eric tinkler